Welcome to SN Off the Shelf. Amazon recently announced that it's halting the rollout of its Amazon Fresh retail stores while it reevaluates the concept's economics. In a recent fourth quarter conference call with analysts, Amazon president and CEO Andy Jassy said, We're doing a fair bit of experimentation today in those stores to try to find a format that we think resonates with customers. It remains to be seen exactly what that format will look like. On today's episode of SN Off the Shelf, Supermarket News contributor Diana Bloss did a deep dive with myself, SN Executive Editor Chloe Riley, on what's been working for Amazon and grocery, as well as what hasn't, in addition to where things are headed. We'll take a look at what's holding back Amazon's growth in the grocery space, Amazon's retail competition when it comes to technology, and what the path forward for Amazon Fresh may be. Take a listen. What do you think is holding back Amazon in the grocery market right now? Yeah, Diana. So um, I think uh, there's some analysts on CNBC were talking about this, and uh, I feel like they really said it best recently, um, which is really that this is, you know, to to a certain extent on Amazon's part, um, you know, more of like an expensive hobby. Um, I'm not sure it's totally that simple. Um, It's probably kind of an oversimplification, but, you know, the idea here is that Amazon really hasn't, you know, super carefully studied this market or the competition it's facing, you know, and it's attempting to play in the space, you know, without really having done its homework. Um, you know, last week, uh, Amazon CEO Andy Jassy said, you know, what the what the company needs is, you know, a distinctive store format that's really doing well financially before it moves on to expansion. Um, and that's, you know, that that's a formula Amazon's hoping to find this year. Um, you know, another thing he said is, you know, despite they've got a lot of business from packaged food and other goods, but they've yet to kind of win that share into, you know, perishables. Right. So, I mean, it's Amazon, right. They know how to ship shelf stable items. They're really, really good at it. Um, but you know, when it comes to understanding what shoppers want in a grocery store, you know, it just appears they haven't really figured out that formula yet. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see how they're lacking the customer experience, because I think we all like to think that the in-store experience is a thing of the past. But in reality, when it comes to uh, shopping for our food, that's one place that people still clearly like to go in person. So interesting to see that with all their data, that that's the part that that seems to be missing, what the customers are looking for today. Right, Uh, right. I think it's... Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, that it's people want low touch that they just want to walk in and walk out, but maybe it's t- totally the opposite. People want to go in and talk to their butcher and, uh, you know, and talk to their cheesemonger, um, and, you know, kind of get more in depth on that stuff. And, uh, and maybe that's yeah a place that where Amazon could improve. Yeah. It's comforting to think about ways that technology isn't going to replace, you know, all <laughs> human, uh, value there. Yes, it uh, is. So, you know, the next question, though, kind of feeds into the the value that the tech does bring. Um, Supermarket News has previously labeled Amazon as a competitive force in the industry. And I think that that's still true, just maybe not in the way initially envisioned. Um, So talk more about the value that Amazon is bringing to the market today. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, Amazon is, you know, just a a leader in so many ways um, and just an absolute powerhouse. Um, You know, their ability to innovate, uh, their investment in tech, their investment in retail media, um, you know, they're just kind of setting setting the stage for, um, you know, everyone else around them, really. 
Uh, you know, we're also now starting to see, you know, other grocery stores outside of Amazon uh, adopt Amazon tech. Um, so just last month, uh, there's a grocery store called Community Groceries in Kansas City, Missouri, um, and they just became the first first third party grocer um, to, am, you know, leverage Amazon's uh, frictionless payment uh, technologies, that kind of suite of technologies. Um, so that means they have both like the just walk out technology where you swipe your credit card, uh, you know, at the entry gates and you just kind of walk out with the products you pick up. Um, and they also have uh, Amazon One Checkout, um, which is that palm recognition service that uh, allows shoppers to use their hand for entry identification payment. Um, so yeah, so I mean, you know, when I look at this, in in my opinion, Amazon's playing, maybe starting to play a smart game, actually, which is instead of Amazon having to invest in the infrastructure for its brick and mortar uh, and kind of go out on the limb with that, you know, it appears they're starting to test out the idea of sort of leaning into existing grocers and maybe sort of being the tech partner instead of having to be uh, the brick and mortar grocer. Totally. Um, and you know, on the flip side of that, though, technology can, to some extent, be replicated and copied, maybe not to the same, you know, value that Amazon could offer, but offer its own twist to it. And we've seen some of the larger players innovate and develop in that way. Um, just talk about the rest of the market and, and how we're seeing a rise in, in the Walmarts and Targets really becoming a competitive force with their tech. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So Walmart is a great example. Um, you know, last week, Amazon announced that Prime members would now need to spend $150 to get free grocery delivery, you know, for an order via Amazon Fresh, uh, you know, versus, for instance, Walmart Plus members who only need to spend a minimum of $35 on groceries um, to get that free delivery. So, you know, of course, Walmart wasted no time taking to social media to call out, you know, the discrepancy for shoppers. Um, I think they said something like, you know, that that fresh $150 free delivery fee is looking pretty stale right about now. Um, you know, and look, it makes sense that, you know, Walmart would throw that shade, um, you know, but at the same time, literally no one in grocery has figured out how to make delivery profitable um, or, or pickup for that matter. Uh, you know, in 2021, Whole Foods, which is obviously owned by Amazon, um, you know, they started charging a $10 delivery fee for groceries, which, you know, analysts at the time said caused a drop in the company's overall delivery orders. Um, you know, so I kind of feel like, okay, well, Walmart can throw their shade, but I do think it's worth noting that Amazon is attempting, you know, maybe not perfectly, uh, but they're attempting that thing that many other grocery companies are are afraid to do, which is, you know, they're, they're sticking their neck out in an attempt to figure out how to make this delivery thing profitable. That's fascinating. I actually didn't know that it was such a hard area of the business to to make revenue. Um, I know when I saw that email from Amazon, I was like, no more, I'm going to Instacart. And that's $99. I didn't realize that Walmart was $35. And it, you know, it actually brings up another article I came across when researching this. And I saw that the larger players like the Walmarts or the Targets or even Amazon, Costco, they may not play in the grocery field necessarily to make money in selling food, but rather just to gain more data on their customer, which is very different from others in the market, like the more traditional players who are simply just trying to keep up with what the others are doing. Um, so that kind of leads us then to the rest of the market, right? And those non-traditional grocers, how are we seeing the rest of this market change and adapt as a result of Amazon. 
Yeah. Well, I think that um, a great example is, you know, the Kroger potential Kroger Albertsons merger, um, you know, is one of the ways that we're seeing the industry react to sort of the massive force of companies like, you know, Walmart and Amazon. Um, you know, if that deal goes through, it would, you know, combine the first and second largest U.S., um, you know, supermarket operators into this one mammoth grocery, uh, you know, retailer. And uh, and as Kroger and Albertsons has have argued over and over, um, you know that that merger would create, in their eyes, a viable competitor for the WalMarts and Amazons. Um, you know, and in fact, if the deal goes through, that new entity would actually become the second largest grocery retailer behind Walmart. Um, so you know they have a they have a point there. Um, you know, e-commerce too is another area where we'd see those two companies having an advantage paired up together. Um, I think in the digital commerce realm. You know, Kroger has concentrated on building out its infrastructure under its partnership with Okada Group to roll out, you know, I think it's 20 something automated customer fulfillment centers, um, has, you know, spoke facilities nationwide. Um, I think Alberson sort of meanwhile has focused on, you know, expanding its relationships with the third party grocery, you know, delivery providers like, you know, Instacart, DoorDash, Uber Eats. Um, so we've seen, you know, Albertson's e-commerce share almost triple year over year you know, driven by kind of net new households shopping online, you know, current customers shopping online more frequently, expanded curbside pickup. Um, so this really is an area too, where we could see the combination of these two companies really give Amazon a run for its money. Right. It, it definitely seems clear that uh, as we've seen in many other industries, like healthcare, for example, a lot of consolidation in order to take on the larger players, but then why, if you can offer some perspective, why is there resistance um, at the federal level to the, the merger between uh, Kroger and Albertsons? Yeah, well, I think so. It's There's a lot going on here, <laughs> but I think if I can summarize the way that my brain understands it, um, there's a couple of different things going on. But I mean, one of them is just, um, are we going to create another monopoly? If, if Kroger and Albertsons, you know, go up together um, and also, you know, are we going to create situations where, um, you know, based on what you define as a market, um, are Kroger and Albertsons going to dominate so many markets that people don't have a choice, you know, choice uh, other than to go to a Kroger, or, you know, are they newly combined Kroger and Albertsons um, grocery store? So that would, you know, create um, in essence, sort of like another monopoly over certain markets. So, uh, you know, right now, my understanding is uh, one of the important sort of steps in this merger process, um, you know, that the the, fe the federal government is, you know, is examining is, um, you know, what constitutes a market is a market, you know, as small as uh, down the block, you know, how many other grocery stores are on your block? So do you have an option, you know, it, on your block, but then also, does it include is Walmart uh, is Walmart a grocer is Amazon a grocer is Thrive Market you know an online grocer is that a grocer and are those competitive and can people do people have access to those um, so it's really those lots of lots of questions coming up about uh, around this that that you know is going to decide whether or not the merger gets to move forward in the end. Yeah, it's super fascinating. I never thought I'd find supermarkets to be this fascinating, but you know what it is? It's it's like we all thought we could define what a supermarket was, but that a story like this really brings it in perspective that no, there are it's changing as with everything in our, our society, largely as a result of the Amazon effect, right? <laughs> 
So I'd love to get your perspective, what the, the path forward is in your mind. You know, it seems like Amazon's always been the leader here and whatever it touches. And is this just an example of just because it's not number one, that it's not competitive or is it really struggling in this space? Yeah. Uh, well, so, you know, sort of, whereas I think, you know, Kroger and Walmart have accelerated their strategies for groceries. Uh, you know, Amazon is really making a bet on technology and new store format, um, sort of in this effort to overcome the fact that Kroger is, you know, over a hundred years old. It's been around forever. Walmart's been selling groceries since 1988, you know, so it's sort of a, a new little baby uh, in this arena in terms of as far as it's been trying to figure things out. Um, you know, uh, my takeaway is sort of, uh, you know, that we could be looking at well-designed, you know, strategically placed Amazon fresh destination supermarkets that are then kind of combined with, you know, Amazon go Amazon fresh online, you know, micro fulfillment centers, um, you know, like something like that might be a better strategy, you know, for them. They could also consider something really wild, like the acquisition of Ocado group or, you know, something that would really give them a, a you know, a big advantage. Um, you know, I feel like Amazon, it's at least so far, it seems like they can't really go head to head with its competitors in this space when it comes to fresh, you know, that's as, as the CEO just said himself, um, you know, it's got to be strategic, um, you know, Andy Jassy knows this, uh, which is why I think we're, we're seeing them pivot for now uh, on the strategy with Amazon fresh.